Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Amanda Man Games podcast. This is episode 9 of my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So I know as I was saying the intro, this is obviously Thursday, so I apologize for the delay. Uh, that will happen a couple of times or a few times here and there. And, and if you want to just stay up to date, please follow me on, on my Instagram and also on Twitter. So you'll be up to date in terms of any delays that I might have when it comes to releasing these podcasts, uh, these episodes. So I know the, the first first news thing, um, I'm, I'm obviously a little upset about it. Uh, but of course, in terms of what's happening, the grand scheme of things, you know, there's something very, very small because the gaming industry is purely focused on entertainment. You know, there's so many other people out there with what's happening, um, their jobs and what they're doing and the fact that they're risking their lives to make sure all of us are safe at home. You know, I, I feel like a lot of credit goes to them. So, of course, in that grand scheme, that grand scheme, like, you know, you think about it and you're like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. So enough of me kind of setting it up. Uh, we'll go right into it. This comes from IGN from Jonathan Dornbush. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2 and Iron Man VR have been delayed indefinitely. The Last of Us Part 2 is no longer set to be released on PS4 on May 29th. Sony and developer Naughty Dog announced today. A tweet today from Sony confirmed, Update, SIE has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of The Last of Us Part 2 and Marvel's Iron Man VR until further notice. Logistically, the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch experience our players deserve. The company followed the statement with, currently there are no other delays to report, but we'll keep you updated. So um, in terms of this being delayed now, from what they're saying, and I think um, I don't have that quote here, but uh, in terms of the, the statement that Naughty Dog released themselves, they kind of talked about how they're basically done with the game and they're just fixing bugs and, and things here and there. And it's purely a logistical thing when it comes to the production line, probably of the discs and the cases and making sure it is delivered to everyone and all these retailers in time. So I'm not sure what the difference is between them and um, and Final Fantasy VII Remake by Square Enix, which is coming out next week. And of course, the, the difference is a month and a half. But, you know, I, I don't think that, again, this is, I don't know this industry that well. So if anyone does know that side of the industry quite well, please let me know. Uh, just in terms of my, my thought process, I'm not sure that, you know, these companies will wait a month before getting all the production stuff done. And I know that it's been a little while, especially like maybe uh, three, four weeks ago when everything kind of started to started to get really bad. Um, I think maybe around that time, that was probably when a lot of the, the, the manufacturing plants, stuff like that, a lot of them closed down. So I don't know how it works for this specific game, but just because I was like seeing like, you know, there are other games that are coming out with their physical editions and uh, Amazon is still fulfilling all of these orders in that way, of course, as long as Amazon receives it. Uh, so that's kind of why I was like a little unsure as to why uh, it's possible that it was not just a logistical thing. It's possible that they might be thinking that 
hey, you know what? We actually weren't going to hit that date. We might have just shipped it as it is and made some fixes later. But right now with everything that's happening, it might be better for us to, you know, take a breather, kind of work on it, um, iron stuff out as well. And this will be a good time to just say, okay, you know what? With everything that's happening, it might be a good time to delay a game. You know, it's the, the focus of the people. People should be focusing on something else right now, just in terms of what's happening around the world. Um, and it's also possible that since everyone, all these companies worked, uh, moved their, their, the way they're working and stuff back in, in, to their houses, you know, everyone's shifting to this work, work from home thing. It's possible that there's a lot of issues happening when it comes to development with that, right? It's easy to assume that, oh yeah, you just have your computer. You just have your phone with you. You have zoom and stuff like that. And you know, you're good. That's all you need. Right. But it's possible that like a lot of the developers are like, no, there's a lot of things that have to go in between people that is completely stopped now because of everyone working from home. So, you know, I think that might be the reason. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's completely okay with Sony, you know, using this saying that, okay, this is it, more, more of a logistical thing, even if there was like other issues along with it. Uh, but the main thing is it's mainly because of everything that we have experienced in the last couple of weeks that is kind of resulting in this delay. I think the one of the reasons that more people are are like people are more upset about this, and this is purely based off of what I saw on Reddit and, and Twitter, so it doesn't mean everyone, right? This is just the groups there. Um, I think it's because of the fact that the this game has been delayed a number of times. Um, I think it was initially supposed to come out fall of 20, 2019. I think that's not what they were pushing at it, but like, of course, they never really released a, a, a date or talked about a specific date. Um, and then they had like a whole blowout thing where they kind of announced everything and they showed the game and they're like, by the way, it's coming out February. And literally a week or two later, after we finally have a date, we're like, oh, it's not fall 2019, but hey, it's like two months later, right? So it's still, still close by. So we're like, okay, that's not bad. And then literally a couple of weeks later, or maybe even like a couple of days later, they're like, oh, by the way, sorry, that, that date doesn't apply. It's actually going to be May. So people are like, uh, okay, uh, yeah, you know what? Okay, I guess I, I get it. Okay, fine. You know, maybe stuff happens, of course, right? That's like completely understandable, especially from a company, from a developer like Naughty Dog. And then from there to go towards, uh, like we get to this point and everything that's happened, it's like, oh, by the way, it's delayed and it's delayed indefinitely, right? So that's the worrying part because I don't know what this means in terms of when they would look to release it, would it be better for them to just hold on to this game and release it along the PS5 at this point? You know, they already have Ghost of Tsushima coming out and I'll get to that as well because that's the game that's supposed to come out in June. So like, you know, maybe they're thinking that this could be like the AAA game we need right now to come out with the PS5 if nothing else is ready. And who knows, you know, that might be very, that might actually be possible as well. Um, along with Last of Us Part 2, of course, I don't want to skip out on this. Iron Man VR has also been delayed. I think that also was supposed to come out in February and then move, or March maybe, and then got delayed to May. And then now, of course, it's been delayed indefinitely as well. So with them as well, same thing. I'm not too sure what what what, what the moving parts were. Um, it seems like because it's they're both Sony exclusive games, I know... The developer for Iron Man VR is not owned by Sony, but the, the game itself is a Sony exclusive. I think Sony themselves are noticing that there's going to be issue to kind of make, to fulfill these orders, especially the disc version of these orders. I wonder why nothing is being said about Predator Hunting Grounds, because that's again is a PS4 exclusive and that's coming out end of April. So it's not like it's coming out like, you know, uh, like in a week or so. So I'm not sure 
why like if that one's still coming up because we just had like the beta just a, a little while back and, and whatnot uh, and of going on to ghost of tsushima which is a game that was supposed to come out in june i can almost guarantee at this point that maybe they're waiting until first of may and maybe first of may they'll announce that yeah ghost of tsushima is also going to be delayed and it makes sense in terms of what's happening they're waiting they're waiting month by month to see what's happening with the world and the, and and if they will actually be able to fulfill their orders to all these retailers, to all these mom and pop shops and brick and mortar stores and stuff like that. And I think maybe by May, they'll have a better idea that, okay, everything is back and running. GameStop is back and running. Best Buy, Walmart, all the stuff is back and running. So now we can actually start, you know, focusing on when should we put The Last of Us Part 2? Should we let Ghost of Tsushima come out first and then Last of Us Part 2? You know, they can kind of work on that. But if the if things keep going the way they are, it's it's almost guaranteed that around end of April or beginning of May we'll get a we'll get a notice from Sony saying that we apologize, but even Ghost of Tsushima is delayed. And you know when you look at it, of course this is like the time when we're all at home. This is the time when we have a bit more time to be able to play video games. So I understand that people are upset, but you know just just in the last couple of months we have games like Animal Crossing, Doom, we have Final Fantasy VII coming out, we have Resident Evil Three coming out. There's also games like Persona 5 Royale, which are like long games, amazing games. And this will lead into what I'll, I will be talking about um, later on in my in my unputdownable topic section. But we have so many, so many amazing games coming out, you know, or already that games are already out. So that way, I feel like, you know, I don't I don't feel too bad. I know that there's so many games out there already, but I do understand, you know, fans must be upset. People who really I love Last of Us. Uh, the Last of Us is one of my favorite games. Of course, God of War became my new favorite game of all time but you know last of us was such a beautiful game such an amazing game with amazing acting and and storytelling so like i think i was also pretty i was also looking forward to it but at this point i i wouldn't mind just waiting till the ps5 i know that's an unpopular opinion i'm sure people really really want it for the ps4 but you know if, if it's gonna get delayed till may till it's already got delayed past may it'll come out maybe july August, September. Okay, at that point, my just a couple of more months, and we're at PS Five, right? So, so let's see what happens. Uh, you know, hopefully this will give them time to polish the game. And you know, when this game comes out, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna get nominations. We know this, but I I understand that it's gonna be it's gonna hurt for a lot of people. But don't worry, there's a lot of backlog. There's a lot of games in your backlog. I know. Please check it out. Go to your go to your Steam library. There's something that you haven't played in a very long time. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can find a game to keep you occupied for the next month. So the next thing is Resident Evil 3. So the game is quite divisive in terms of its reviews. So IGN gave it a 9, but GameSpot gave it a 6. And the Metacritic, Metacritic for this game is around 80, uh, and Open Critic is around 81. And I think the main criticism from what I read was that the the Nemesis, which is supposed to be the Mr. X, I, I've never played Resident Evil 3 before. So this, if I, when I do play this, this will be my first time playing this game. So it turns out that like what the main issue that people were having was that Mr. X was such a such an integral part of Resident Evil 2 remake. And in Resident Evil 3, Nemesis isn't really like that. It seems that Re that Nemesis is more of just like a person that comes in certain set piece moments and that's it. Whereas, you know, with, with Mr. X, it was always an issue of you never know where he, where he might be. And that was like, that was a scary part of it. That was the thing that would get your blood pumping. And that, that was what kind of made that game so fun and interesting. So I, that was one of the big criticisms. I think the length was also an issue. Apparently, it's like five hours long, which is really surprising. 
Um, and there's no replay value in this game, unless you want to like you know keep playing it so you get your time down as much as possible. If you want to speed run it, um, but like in Resident Evil Two Remake, uh, you finish the you finish the game once and then you can play with the other character, and you it's it's very similar, but it's also a lot new sections as well. So you do have to play both sections to kind of get get the whole story. So and Resident Evil Two Remake as well, you know, like I think it was generally longer or it it felt longer as well. So I think from what i keep reading is the issue comes down to you know spending full price on this especially in canada it's like 90 dollars for a game um and the multiplayer part of this game is not getting good reviews at all so this is purely based off of the single player stuff a lot of the multiplayer part multiplayer aspect of the game is being criticized quite a bit so i can understand that you know people might be hesitant to spend that much money especially when you look back at resident evil 2 remake last year getting game of the year nominations and being such an amazing game you know going from that and coming to like this point, I can understand that people might not be, you know, as happy about it. But it's still a great game. I think you know if it's on sale or something like that, I'm gonna check it out for sure. I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna wait for it. Um, and this kind of leads into Persona Five Royale, which is getting amazing reviews. Uh, 94 Metacritic, 95 on Open Critic. It got like I think a 10 from IGN. Uh, I've I've been playing Persona Five, just the OG Persona Five, not the Royale version. And at the moment, I haven't really, I haven't finished it. It's a pretty long game. I'm like 20 something hours in, almost 30 hours in. But it is a very long game and it takes a while to kind of get through, get through a lot of the meat of the game. So I think, you know, like in my case, I am slowly, slowly treading, treading along the game. And and the game is, it's very long. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's got so many systems, so many mechanics. It's a JRPG. And it's not, it's not like it's a bad game in any way. You know, it's a really, really ga- great game that way. But I think you do need to be in the right space of mind. You do need to fully dedicate yourself to it. It's not like a game that you play for 15, 20 minutes and then you put down. This It just doesn't work like that because uh, it's also just the way you save in this game, right? It's kind of similar to Dark Souls and stuff like that as well, or or even Sekiro. It's not like you can jump in that game and be like, I'm, I'm just going to play Sekiro for like 10 minutes. It, it just doesn't work like that. Like some games, you do need to dedicate a bit of time. So I think that's going to the main thing with with Persona 5 that I was having trouble with, but I mean, the fact that I'm telling you that I've played 30 hours of this game already tells you that it's a great game. It's not a bad game at all. So if anyone hasn't tried that, please check it out for sure. Um, A new Nier game might be be in the works or some sort of new game. This comes from Giuseppe Nelva from Twinfinite. Today, during an event in Japan, Square Enix announced Nier Replicant version 1.22474487139. So that's actually the title. And yes, that's the actual name of the game. According to the developers, it isn't specifically a remaster or remake of the original Nier, uh, Nier Replicant, but it has been defined as an upgrade. That's why it's aptly called version whatever. Uh, pretty much it was an update to the original game with a variety of new elements added. Besides, I'm quite sure no one will be surprised by a slightly weird title given to a game by Yokotaro. It'll release for PS4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam. It will be fully voiced and doesn't yet have a launch window. So my first entry to the Nier franchise was, of course, Nier Automata. I think that's what most people out there. And it was a great game. I didn't get all of the endings. I did get a number of them. Uh, and it was a great game. I just love the music. I Even the first Nier, um, I never played the game. But for some reason, I had a soundtrack. And the soundtrack was just amazing. Like, there, there are just certain songs, like, I don't know what section what it was in Nier Automata. But it was kind of where... We were kind of going to like the carnival area and like, man, just the music was just so good. And it was such a great game. So 
yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to kind of go back and see what the earlier Nier was or the first Nier was about. Um, Nier Automata itself, it's very, very confusing. Uh, I had to kind of watch a number of YouTube videos to understand what the hell was happening. But it's, it's great. I'm, I'm, I'll be looking into this as well. Hopefully this means that a Nier Automata 2 is also in the works. It probably is, considering how well the first one did. So uh, I'm pretty excited for this. Uh, and I'm sure I'm sure the launch window will be announced later on when things things get better. You know, I think a lot of these companies don't want to rush into announcing a date and then having to delay it now, um, especially with everything that's happening. So hopefully it'll be for fall and everything will be everything will be fine by then. This next item, this next news comes from Epic Games. So Epic Games signs a publishing deal with some amazing developers. Today, Epic Games is announcing a new multi-platform publishing effort with a developer-first approach. Gen Design, developers of The Last Guardian, Playdead, developers of Inside, Limbo, and Remedy Entertainment, developers of more recently Control and the Max Payne series, are the first partners to announce relationships with Epic Games Publishing. So some of the great things about being with Epic Games, based on what I found on the website, was that you get fully creative freedom and ownership. So developers retain 100% of all intellectual property and full creative control of their work. Fully funded projects, Epic Games Publishing will cover up to 100% of development development costs from developer salaries to go-to-market expenses such as QA, localization, marketing, and all publishing costs. 50-50 profit sharing, developers earn a fair share for their work. Once costs are recouped, developer developers earn at least 50% of all profits. So Epic Games is really, really pushing to be more developer friendly. I, you know, I think that was kind of the whole thing with their platform and their marketplace, making sure that developers were getting a fair cut. And I think that's where Steam definitely needs to kick it up a notch, um, which is kind of why we're seeing them make their way back into the gaming side. I think that's one of the reasons they've start releasing. They started releasing uh, new games. Uh, they tried that with Artifact, which didn't do too well, but but Half Life Alex is doing quite well, I think. And I think that's kind of why they're doing that because. If they have games coming out and they're making a lot of money from the game side, I think they will be able to kind of be a bit more lax on the amount of money they take from developers when their games sell on their platform, especially seeing how well Epic Games is doing now. And, you know, when you see something like this, like a publishing deal where they give you full rights to your IP, why wouldn't a company want to join with Epic Games, right? So I think I think this is great. This is great for competition. Hopefully uh, this will this will cause... Steam to kind of look into their policies and the way they are handling their their developers. And, you know, maybe we'll see good competition between them because competition is good for us in the end, right? Customers get the best of it. We'll see amazing discounts, amazing sales, amazing things come out of this in the end. So I'm all for this competition. Uh, this next news, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so excited for this one. This was, I feel like I should have made this a top story, but of course, because of, because of The Last of Us 2 delay, I had to kind of talk about that first. But a number of Mario games are being remastered for Switch and they will be coming out in 2020. If it all goes well, please, please. Um, Andy Robinson from Video Games Chronicles, uh, he, he says, VGC can now confirm that among the Mario titles set to appear on Switch are 1997 Super Mario 64, good. 2002 Super Mario Sunshine, very good. And 2007 Super Mario Galaxy. Oh my God, that's like the game that I that's the game that I wanted the the most. I think a lot of people always want like Super Mario 64 or other Mario games, but I don't know. I was just such a big fan of Galaxy. I just love Galaxy, and I feel like not many people talk about it anymore. But I'm so I'm so excited that that's gonna be the game. That's gonna be one of the games that's gonna come out as well. 
Um, it says one person with knowledge of Nintendo's plan said that the re-releases were being treated as a special anniversary collection of games rather than standard digital ports. Nintendo will also release several other Mario titles in 2020. That includes a deluxe version of 2013's Wii U, uh, Wii U game Super Mario 3D World, which will be bolstered with new content and levels. The platform holder is also preparing to announce a new installment in the Paper Mario series. So uh, the Super Mario 3D World, I have played the 3DS version of the game. So um, I don't know how different the world version will be. I'm sure it will be quite different, but I really like the 3DS version. So this is another amazing thing. But man, like this, I, I, I don't know if we need any other games at this point. Like I know there's a lot of other games coming out, especially games like um, games like uh, Cyberpunk, if it all goes well and all these uh, Ghost of Tsushima and stuff like that, you know, but Super Mario, like just, just, those, just those games itself, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, even Super Mario 3D World, if it's anything like the 3DS version, wow, like this is going to be such an amazing year for being a Nintendo Switch owner. So I'm, I'm so excited. I, I hope this means that they may they might be working on a Super Mario, Super Mario Galaxy 3. Like, I don't know why they aren't or why they... I, I get that they kind of move on. Like, on each console, they kind of have, like, this new vision for Super Mario. They work with it and they move on, right? So I won't be surprised that Super Mario Odyssey 2 will come out before anything Galaxy-related. But I don't, I don't mind. Like, please, just give me another Galaxy... Um, Galaxy game, right? That was, like, the main reason. Like, I remember when seeing I had a 360 first and I remember seeing a PS3 and the game that was always inching me towards the PS3 was Uncharted 2. When I saw that gameplay, when I saw how amazing it looked, I was like, oh my god, I need a PS3. And for me, the same way for Nintendo Wii, it was Super Mario Galaxy. Every time I would see Super Mario Galaxy, first of all, I would be like, the graphics look like the best thing I have ever seen in my, in my life. And that was one of the things that people will keep talking about, that it's not HD, it doesn't look like this, it doesn't look that good, and everything uh, when it comes when you compare it to like PS3 or or Xbox 360. But I don't know when I look at the game, I'm like, are you sure? But because this game looks way better than most games I've seen on on those other consoles, and I loved how it looked. I loved the music and I loved the gameplay, and that was the re- that was the reason I got into Nintendo Wii. So I'm I'm so excited. I really do hope that this means that they might release first of all Galaxy Part Two and also a Galaxy Three in the future but the fact that we're getting at least it seems at least four games four mario games even if it's remastered four mario games on your nintendo switch i'm i'm good i'm good for a very very long time trust me um this next one i i I'm, honestly i don't know if this is something that we should take with a grain of salt we should take this with a grain of salt i should say that either way but um i don't know if I, like when i read it i was like ah this feels pretty fake but apparently the ps5 price might have been leaked by a retailer called Play and Trade uh, in Vancouver, in Canada. So they put up the price as $559.99, which is basically the equivalent of $399 uh, USD. And uh, and I think someone contacted contacted them on Facebook, and they were coming. To, they were also kind of given the same price, I believe. But this is kind of making the rounds here and there. And I don't know. I don't know what to think of this, just because it doesn't seem like $399 is just too low, because we already knew that 450 was what, what it was costing them to make the console, right? So at that point, I would see them maybe go for 499 to make a bit of a profit. And even with PS4, they made like 
a min like like fifteen or twenty dollars like per console like fifteen twenty dollars. So they weren't making a loss on each console like that. So I just don't see them taking a loss of fifty dollars, especially with everything that's happening right now. Um, unless somehow they got the price down, and I I mean that we we got that price information from a more more of a credible source than you know this type of thing. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't believe this too much. I I would love to believe it. I think three nine nine, especially considering how how much more powerful the Xbox Series X is compared to the PS5. I think 399 would be the perfect way to undercut them and will allow PS5 to really stand its ground and kind of show that, hey, not only are we cheaper, but look at the exclusives we have at the same time and look at the fact look at the fact that we have God of War 2 coming out and, and, and Spider-Man 2 and, I don't know, Infamous Part 3 or 4 or whatever. You know, like, uh, I think that would be, that would be really cool, like, for Sony to do. But yeah, I it's it's hard for me to believe. I think, I think the Last of Us Part Two delay has kind of kind of put the kind of set the reality in my in my brain in terms of everything that's happening. I think it's making me realize that I can't I can't get my hopes up too much when it comes to these sort of things sometimes. So I I, I would love to believe that, but I think in in all uh, in most more likely cases it will be four ninety nine USD, so around maybe six hundred fifty Canadian dollars. So I think, yeah, we've definitely got to start saving up for that. So the next one is going, we're going back to VGC. This is coming from Andy Robinson from Video Game Chronicles. Um, this is a, apparently another remake is being made at Capcom. So Capcom is kind of on a roll when it comes to their remakes, especially with Resident Evil 3 just coming out. VGC revealed in December 2019 that Minami had founded a new company backed by Capcom called M2 Inc. Sources indicated that the firm had been in operation for over a year and was compromised of several former Platinum and Capcom employees. Now Resident Evil 3's game credits have for the first time named Minami as the executive producer of the title on behalf of M2. While M2's role was primarily as a support studio for Resident Evil 3, VGC understands it is currently working as a primary developer on a larger remake for, for Capcom. Um, Aesthetic Gamer on Twitter, who's a, a very known a, a very well-known leaker in the industry. He also confirmed that it was not a new Dino Crisis game or a Code Veronica game. So I wonder what they would be working on. Maybe an Onimusha title because Onimusha Remastered came out a while back and I really like that game. Um, so I'm not sure what else is left on the Capcom side that they could remake in the first place. And I think Minami, I think he comes from a Platinum background. I could be wrong. Right, yeah, I think he comes from a platinum background. So you know, I'm trying to see what what he would kind of bring or what he would be able to do with his experience. And Dino Crisis and Code Veronica doesn't make sense, but Onimusha, right? Like Onimusha is like the perfect kind of a game for that, right? I think it's very possible that they might be working on um, Onimusha because Onimusha one remastered came out. So rather than making an Onimusha remake, they might just do Onimusha 2 remake, right? I think that might be what they might kind of go for, similar to how with Resident Evil 1, they had a Resident Evil 1 remake way back and they remastered it and whatnot, but they never remade it into today's thing, like how they did with Resident Evil 2 and 3. So it's completely possible that they're like, you know what, Onimusha 1 is good, we'll leave it like like as, as it is, um, as it is, and you know, the remastered version is already out there and whatnot. So we can just go on to Onimusha 2. And I think that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind checking that out because I really liked Onimusha. And other than that, I can't I can't really picture someone with the background of platinum games and stuff like that would 
what what games of Capcom would they would they even work on? Not a fighting game, right? Like even though that's kind of like platinum games thing when it comes to their gameplay, it's not like, you know, they don't work on one-on-one fighting games. It's more like you're in the middle and, you know, you have 80 enemies around you and you're beating all of them up. So I don't know. I I think Onimusha would be the likely bet, but let's see. Let's see what happens. This will be pretty interesting as well because I know Capcom is seeing the uh, the want for these kinds of remakes. With Resident Evil 3, I think that, that might go down a little bit just because of the reviews. I don't know how that that will translate into sales. It's possible that people don't care and people will still buy the game. But it's very, very likely that, you know, we're going to see a sales dip when it comes to these kinds of remakes, especially when you're charging people full price for it, especially, you know, if it's... I understand that back then, a lot of these games were five hours long or four hours long, and that was, like, fine, that was okay. But, you know, nowadays people are more worried about money, especially with everything that's happening right now. Not everyone has money that they can just kind of use for something like this. And even if they can, why wouldn't they want to, you know, put 60 or in Canada, $90 towards the game that will last you for a long time. So let's see, let's see what they come up with. Um, with that, we will move on to the games I have been playing. I know I will be adding stuff to my transition. That was kind of one of the things that I was looking into, but uh, unfortunately that delayed everything and that kind of messed everything up as well. So I will definitely add a few transitions and stuff like that. Uh, in the future so so don't worry about that so some of the games i have been playing i know i talked about it before uh, but i've been playing destiny 2 i've been playing that with my friends we we tried to do the raid or one of the raids i think the raid that was in forsaken and it's pretty it's pretty tough it's pretty tough um i i remember doing some of the other raids in the past so i think like yeah but it's, it's just fun to go on there just it's just it became my game with my friends to just hang out you know so i think that was kind of the thing with, with for me at least that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about it. Um, I don't know if, if if everyone else has a similar game. I'm sure people have games like that as well. And I don't know if it's because I genuinely enjoy the game. I don't know about that because it's like there's nothing that kind of brings me back to it. It's usually me getting a message from my friend saying that, hey, can you let's, let's play some Destiny 2. And it's all like six, seven of us on like party chat or whatever. And we're just talking to each other and stuff like that, you know, just catching up. So I don't know if it's something else. Um, the other thing I was I was streaming a horror game called The Beast Inside. Uh, it was really good in the beginning, and towards the end, it became it just became a very repetitive horror game. It was very predictable. Uh, the story was okay, it was interesting, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I just based off the reviews and everything that I saw on Steam, I thought it would be it would be a lot better. Um, and not to say it was like a bad game uh, or anything like that. I think uh, initially the the horror tropes that they were using were really great. But over time, it just became more about just throwing jump scares at you. And uh, I've always had an issue with that. Like jump scares are fine when you use it, uh, you know, uh, like appropriately in a way. You use it uh, sparingly. You don't just do it like every few minutes. And uh, you work more on creating a world that scares you. So like, you know, PT doesn't really have a lot of jump scares, right? But PT just creates like this aura where I don't want to keep moving. I want to just stay in one place. But in this case, because it was always jump scares, I just get so used to it. And they throw so many ga- different game elements. There's one part where you have a boss fight. There's one part where you're kind of doing the thing you do in Resident Evil 7, where you're, Resident Evil 7, where you're hiding from something and you're kind of moving through areas. Uh, like, you know, like stuff like that is that, that's kind of made me go like, okay, like you keep changing this gameplay element again and again. The puzzles were really interesting, but the puzzles were so far in between. So I'm like... Okay, so you like you know you couldn't really decide on one specific way of, of of this game of like how this game should play out, and you just kind of keep throwing different things at you, so it does get to you. Um, but it's still 
it's still a, a great game to like try out if you do want a horror experience right now. It's not too expensive either. Um, and I, it's got really good reviews. So I might be the only one. I might be the only one that's thinking this way. So, I, I, you know, because just because of, I think me and, and the fact that I play so many horror games, I watch so many horror movies, I think maybe that's why I got so desensitized to it. But, you know, overall, I definitely wanted to give you my opinion of, of what I thought. I, of course, I've been playing Animal Crossing all the time. I, I just sold my turnips today, made a lot of cash from it. I just, I love that game. I think that's just going to be my game. Uh, that's my game of the year so far. I'm going to keep playing that quite a bit. It's just a game that just keeps giving. Yeah, it keeps on giving. You know, you're you're always improving stuff. You're always you're always improving something or always making something new. You're always kind of working towards something. Um, and there's always new things being introduced into the game, which I really love. And I think that's like the, the, the beauty of Animal Crossing, which is one of the reasons I don't, I don't like this whole time skip thing that people do is... You know, like I'll you, you get to that point. You get to that point where you unlock certain things. You unlock certain events or um, villagers or people that come to your island. But like that's the thing. You're like working towards it. You're like fishing. You're chilling. You're doing your thing. You're paying off your loan. And next day something new happens. Then the next day something new happens. And like maybe three or four days later, a new person comes to your town and like settles there. And I just love that. You know, it makes me want to go back, play for a couple of hours, enjoy myself, and then be like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to check it out tomorrow. And so far, I've already put in 35 hours since the game came out. I have not done that for any game. Like, if anyone followed me with Sekiro, with Sekiro, it took me, like, almost, like, a month or, like, maybe three weeks or, four or like, almost four weeks to finish the game. And that, that game, I spent 34 hours in overall, like, total, right? So 34 hours in Sekiro after so long, whereas 35 hours already in Animal Crossing. I mean, that just tells you how great of, this, how great of a game this is. I think if you are, even if you own a Switch, and you're even remotely interested in Animal Crossing, pick it up. You you won't be disappointed. I guarantee it. Uh, definitely check it out. The other game I went back to finally, um, and I don't know why it took me so long to get back to this, is Horizon Zero Dawn. It's great. I, I've already, uh, I, I, when I started replaying it, I was already like nine hours in, and now I'm like 12 or 13 hours in, so I've been playing quite a bit. Uh, and yeah, I'm just making my way through. Like I was talking about my the backlog. Um, all of us have a huge backlog. You know, so I'm trying to make make way make my way through my backlog and get through Horizon Zero Dawn. Then I want to move on to Death Stranding. I also started playing uh, Dark Souls Three, the DLC, because I never played that before. So you know, it's it's just great. I'm just like having a great time, just kind of going back and realizing, damn, like I have so many great games in my in in, in my like uh, in my Sony like the library and stuff like that, and even just the disc version in my in my own library. No, I I shouldn't say library. I live in a condo, but like basically a little shelf that I I put. I have for all my video games, you know, like I have so many games that are just sitting there that I I put in, I download the game or install the game, and I never played. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make my way through that, and I'm, I'm I won't lie. I know that April we have Final Fantasy VII remake, which is a pretty long game, but I was I was looking forward to May and end of April and end of May as well because there were a lot of games coming out around around that time. But I'm almost kind of like as I'm talking to you, as I'm doing this podcast, I'm kind of realizing I'm like, you know what, this is great. Now we finally have time to go back and finish all these games. So it, it, it's going to be good. I have so many games to finish. Maybe this maybe this will allow me. I'm at home. I'm, you know, we're all quarantined. We're taking care of ourselves. We are enjoying video games. We're trying new experiences when it comes to video games as well. This is the perfect time to jump into this. And that kind of moves us right into the unputdownable topic for the week or for this episode. And that's games to play during the quarantine. So of course I you know couldn't come up with 
a uh, some sort of interesting topic for the gaming industry or anything like that. But I thought it would be cool to kind of talk about what I would recommend people to play. Uh, this is just based on what I think, what I believe uh, you could play if you're you know at you're in quarantine, you're at home, and you're trying to figure out you know what I feel like this. What should I play? So I have like a list of games based on how how I've described them or what type of category I put put them in. So there's a lot of games. Um, I will definitely give you my main picks in terms of overall games, what I think you should play. But of course, I want to first go through the categories and what I think would be a game that fits that category. So one of the games, I think automatically, as you can, as you can tell because of my love for that game, is Animal Crossing New Horizons. So if you have a Switch, this is honestly the perfect time to, to get it. Buy digital, please. You know, please don't risk going outside or anything like that. Or if you're able to order it somehow on Amazon or anything like that, have it delivered. Use use Lysol wipe when you get your case or anything like that, you know. But this is what I call my relax and checklist game. You know, this is a perfect game when I'm talking to my girlfriend on the phone, I'm talking to my family, or I'm, I'm talking to my friends, something like that. I'm, I just, I'm just fishing at the same time. I'm talking to them or, or, or if I'm on the computer, I'm doing some work and in between I'll quickly fish or catch a catch some butterflies or insects or whatever, go sell something, go to a new island. I think this is a perfect game if you just need something where you have a checklist to go through. And it's very relaxing. It's a very relaxing game. It's not stressful. It's it's very enjoyable. So I think that's one game I definitely recommend uh, for you to check out. If you want a very nice, long JRPG, Persona 5, like I said, I'm 30 hours in and I feel like I'm nowhere near the end. It is a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot, a lot of gameplay. Um, if you don't want to buy the Persona 5 Royale game, which I think will be the definitive edition in a way, because um, it has like all the DLC or all the extra added content stuff like that, I'm sure you can get the regular Persona 5 for really cheap. Um, you can get it digitally as well, so you can probably get it for like five or ten dollars, I'm sure. And you know that that itself, that's the the core game, the main game that came up before, is very very long, so you'll be you'll be set. So I think if you are looking for a nice long JRPG, another one is Dragon Quest Eleven. Another great game, um, one of the games that I that's in my backlog that I need to f- properly get to. But that's like my two JRPG recommendations. If you want to go on a grand adventure, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, hundred percent. This will again be a game takes your time. There's things that you can do in that game based on your need. If you want to do checklist stuff, you have checklist stuff. If you want to do puzzles, there are puzzles. If you want to d- go out and go all um attack mode and just destroy everything, you can do that as well. There's just so many things to do that I, I I feel like you won't be disappointed if you check out Breath of the Wild. And it also goes into Horizon Zero Dawn. I think Horizon Zero Dawn is perfect. You know, you'll really, really enjoy... Everyone will really enjoy that game because of the things you can do in that game, because of the story, uh, the gameplay. Uh, the gameplay, of course, I, I, like I, have a bit of, I have a little bit of issue with it. I feel like it could have been better. Uh, but I think that might be just me because, you know, I, I just from the way people talk about that game in the industry. But in general... There's just so many things to do and uh, it, it, the thing that keeps pulling me back is that world. Is that world and the people and the conversations and Aloy and her whole story. Obviously, I'm not going to go into it. But like, you know, like there's so many amazing, interesting things about it that it just kind of makes you go like, yeah, let me let me check it out. Let me check it out, you know, as well. Let me keep going. Um, another one I definitely recommend, Super Mario Odyssey. As you can tell, if you have a Switch, you're, you're pretty set for this quarantine. But if you have a Super Mario, Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey, like if you have a Switch, please, you owe it to yourself to check that game out. That game is just so, so good. Um, in terms of getting together with friends, if you want a, if you want a game that you want, you can play with friends, I would definitely recommend games like Friday the 13th. 
Dead by Daylight. You know, those games are really funny. Uh, I know Predator Hunting Grounds is also coming out in April. I would hold off because I played the the um, the beta that, that just happened and it was okay. I, I In all honesty, I don't think I don't think it's worth the price that they're selling it for. But, uh, you know, definitely depending on you and, and what you prefer. Of course, Destiny 2 is another game that I, I feel like it's really fun to get together and play with friends. Any Call of Duty game, Battlefield 5, um, Battle Royale game. Just any of these games where you can you can make a party and just go out, uh, maybe do a couple of matches, talk to each other, stuff like that. I think that's the perfect way to get together with friends. Uh, Whimsical Fun, I feel like I should put Super Mario Odyssey in this, but uh, Grand Adventure, I think, is more like it. But Whimsical Fun, Sunset Overdrive. This is one of my favorite games of all time. I feel like not people, not many people talk about this. I am deep down hoping that Insomnia Games is working on Sunset Overdrive 2 right now for Sony because it is such an amazing game. It's such a fun game. It's about this post-apocalyptic world where people who are um, drinking a certain like Kool-Aid or certain kind of kind of like a, a drink, uh, it started causing them to mutate into these things. And then, you know, it's, it's comedy. Uh, the gameplay is really fun. It's kind of a mixture between Ratchet and Clank and and maybe in, Infamous. Yeah, kind of like mixing both of those elements together. And it's, it's such a great game. I think I think it's it's definitely worth it. And I'm sure you can get it really, really cheap now, especially. Um, for a game you want to feel like a superhero, the Batman Arkham series, 100%. All those games like Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, and Arkham Origins, all four of those games, I feel like it's very cheap to get all of them. Definitely worth your time. All of them will, each game will take you maybe between 15, 20 hours to complete as well. So you have a number of, you have like so many things to do in that game. And of course, Spider-Man. I mean, please, uh, the biggest, uh, like the highest selling PS4 exclusive all, all time, I think Spider-Man, like nothing else needs to, be, needs to be said about that game. Definitely check it out. It's worth the money. It's worth like all the stuff that you hear about it, about how amazing it is. The reason that Insomniac is now owned by Sony as well. Spider-Man is so worth your money. It's such an amazing game and you, you won't be disappointed. Uh, Battle of the Gods, I, I, I put this category, I think for me mainly. But God of War, I mean, come on. If you haven't played God of War at this point, please, this is the time. This is the time. Just get into it. Uh, this is such an amazing game. The story will take you away. You will just not want to leave that world. It will... It will be emotional. It will be tough. It will be push you in ways you never thought you could be pushed. It's such a great game. I think like everyone owes it to the, to themselves to actually play a, play a game like this that really shows you that video games can be art. Video games can tell amazing stories and they can really, really move you. So I definitely think God of War should be on everyone's list. Um, keep pushing forward. This category I really like because it's kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, Sekiro, I, this, was the, this was the perfect game that I was playing right now when I was streaming just a while back. Dark Souls, this is kind of the reason I went back to Dark Souls 3. I don't know what it is. I just like that incremental pushes that you do. You do a small section, you kind of push, you push, you push, you play for 30 minutes, an hour, you push, you get to the next bonfire, you get to the next sculpture's idol. I'm like, okay, I'm done. You know, tomorrow I'll come back. All right, let's push, 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 get to the next bonfire. Okay, you know, you push, okay, let's get to the next boss fight. Like, I just like that. I just like having a game like that because when I play Horizon Zero Dawn, I know that if I sit down for two, three hours, I can belt out two, three hours worth of game. Like, there's nothing there's nothing that's going to fully, like, challenge me in that game because the difficulty is set to normal, right? The same way it is self set for Dark Souls and Sekiro, same difficulty or whatever. But it's just a game because uh, the Horizon Zero Dawn, those kinds of games aren't meant to challenge you. They're more about kind of experiencing uh, the gameplay and the environment. 
So like for me, like I know I can do that, but sometimes you just need that game that pushes you that you can be like, okay, I got it. I can relax for a bit. And the gameplay in Dark Souls and, and Sekiro and stuff like that I really, really like. Um, Bloodborne, of course, one of the best Souls games ever, if not the best Souls game. Uh, in my opinion, Sekiro first and then Bloodborne. But like Bloodborne is so worth it. If you have a PS4, definitely check it out. I think it's pretty cheap most of the time. I think it was free on PS Plus as well at one point. Um, I think this next one, this category, I think it's what some, a lot of you might be doing. Fun with family, to Super Mario Party. I think that's a game you need to have. If you have all your mom, dad, sister, brother, everyone at home, Super Mario Party is the best thing to do. Mario Kart, um, even Jackbox Party Pack or Trivial Pursuit. All these games are great. You can even get games like Monopoly and stuff like that on your on your Switch if you don't have like the board game version. So there's so many games you can buy uh, and you can have like fun at home. Uh, in my case, in, in terms of what I would recommend overall, because I'm at home alone, um, you know, like living in downtown and stuff like that. Uh, so in my case, of course, you can imagine I'm only going for the single player games. And I think if I hadn't played Zelda Breath of the Wild before, I would probably restart or start playing that game. I would definitely go through everything like how I did before, do all the shrines, get the DLC and do all that. God of War, 100%, 100% will be on the top of my list. Um, Bloodborne, like Bloodborne Sekiro, I mean, please, like I know those games are hard, but like Sekiro, okay, Sekiro is still pretty expensive, I think. Uh, it, it hasn't dropped in price like the way Bloodborne has, but Bloodborne, if you have, if you got it from PS Plus, especially when it was free, just give it a shot. This is the time to try these games out, right? Um, I think another one definitely I would recommend is uh, is uh, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive, again, is just so good. It's just such a fun game. It's not too long. It's like 12, 15 hours long. It's just all around fun. It's a com It's like there's a lot of comedy. I think, I think we need games. We need things like that today. You know, that makes you laugh, that makes you smile and stuff like that. And I think that a game like that is perfect. And if you're with your family, Mario Party, come on. That's going to drive everyone insane. Everyone's going to be... Everyone's going to be getting angry at the other because they stole the star or someone got a bonus star when the other person didn't. So I think that will be such a fun game. Uh, I, I, I definitely I definitely want to uh, play Jackbox Party Pack uh, more now as well because uh, I realized that you can actually just kind of, you can actually play play the game even if everyone else is in their own homes. We can still play the game together. So I need to kind of figure out what I can do if I can stream it or if I can visually show it to them or somehow they can see it as well I, I i'm sure i can do some research into this as well but i remember someone telling me or me reading about it so i think that's another game if you're you know if you're done talking to your friends on zoom or uh, uh party house or house party whatever the app is and stuff like that and you're like yo guys let's let's play let's play something let's play something together right jackbox party pack might be the game for you and i'll definitely look into how everyone can kind of get together on that game and with that we will call it an end to this episode so thank you everyone for joining today. I, I do apologize for the delay. Um, I will be back next week on Wednesday with another episode and I will keep you updated for anything that's happening in the gaming industry. Please follow me on Twitch at Amandaman, on Instagram at Amandaman Games, and all the links will be in the description as well. And of course, you can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. I know that uh, people get confused with the letters and stuff in the, in the email and everything. But again, it will be in my in the description. And I hope everyone is keeping safe. Keep washing your hands. Stay at home. And yeah, please keep joining me on Twitch and on my podcast. And I look forward for the, for the next episode next week. Bye, everyone.